Happy New Year! We hope you all had a wonderful holiday season with family and friends and were able to make time and space for wellness in the midst of all the holiday cheer. We are manifesting our 2024 to be a year filled with growth, health, and joy and are wishing the same for you all. Something that can help with that manifestation is setting realistic and appropriate boundaries in all aspects of our lives. This can be tough, but trust us, it is worth it. Welcome to All Things Education with me, Mr. Z. And me, Miss V. We are teachers, and we are going to help you explore the world of education. The sweet, the tough, and the outrageous. And let me tell you, we've seen it all. Using our experience, research, and an occasional guest expert, we'll present fresh perspectives on all things education. Wink. (laughs) I see what you did there. Each episode will be informative and entertaining, and no topic is off limits. So you mentioned manifesting. Mm -hmm. I know we often joke about it, but manifestation can be real and powerful. Totally. Um, In fact, the last few years, we've done vision boards together around the start of the new year. And more often than not, I will say things that we've put on those boards, we've been able to manifest into reality. It's true. It's true. Like. Uh, going to the U.S. Open. Yes. Me going to London. Yeah. And I'm trying to think what some of my other ones have been, but I know that there have been. Seeing Taylor Swift. For you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but this doesn't mean that if I put that new electric Volvo SUV I've had my eye on for a while on my vision board that I'll be sure to get it, right? Yeah. Sadly, it does not work like that. But, however, it does mean that you're probably more likely to work towards things that will help you to get it. For example, you might budget your spending differently, or maybe you'll pick up a few more yoga classes to teach and make a little money extra to put towards it. Mm-hmm. Or for you, maybe you drive a little safer. So you're, I am a good driver. So your this insurance is premium goes down, something like that. But, I mean, for us, like with the U.S. Open, you know, it started as an idea. We put it on our vision board. And then obviously like we worked towards it, but that was something that Mm -hmm. we really wanted to do. And, you know, it took some time planning, some budgeting, those types of things, planning all the logistics, but we did it and it was great and so worth it. And since we're manifesting this new year to be our best one yet, we mentioned setting boundaries can really help with that. So what exactly do you mean by boundaries and why is having them important? So boundaries are those invisible lines we draw for ourselves or the behavioral limits we have for ourselves and the expectations we have of others when interacting with us. And they can really be applied to any and all realms of our lives. It's also important to remember and mention that boundaries are a two-way street. Mm -hmm. You set them for yourself and for others, and they're really the foundation for a healthy and functional relationship with ourselves and those around us. And the boundaries we'll explore in more detail today are emotional, physical, intellectual, and time-related boundaries. Yeah, and I like what you said about a two-way street because it's important to remember that while we have boundaries for ourselves, other people also have boundaries for themselves, and we need to respect those just as we would hope people respect ours. Mm -hmm. So in the interest of time and to make it a little more interesting, we're going to discuss each of those types of boundaries that you just mentioned, Scott, and we'll do it just in a quick overview format. And we'll also give a personal example of each type just to make it a little more tangible and understandable. Mm -hmm. So let's start with emotional boundaries, which are those that govern how we deal with and share our feelings. Mm -hmm. 
So do you have an example of an emotional boundary you'd set? Um, Or maybe one that you respect that someone else has set? I would have to say an emotional boundary that I have really been practicing on setting is saying no. Mm. You know, especially, you know, during this holiday season, right, I have expressed that I was feeling overwhelmed with things. And a great example is of, you know, at school, I like to really go big. And so I decorated my classroom with, you know, these giant snowflakes the kids made, which were repurposing um, for lots of different the things. breakfast bags. It was like really cool. I also built this like fireplace with these stockings. I mean, I really go big. And somebody approached me. Um, I think, I hope she was joking, but she was like, hey, if you want more work to do, you could really volunteer to decorate the auditorium for, you know, the winter showcase, you know, <laughs> where the, the parents come and listen to the kids sing a cute little song. I kind of joke because I thought it had to <laughs> yeah, be a like, joke because who wants to get yeah, more am work? Am I looking for more work? Uh, no. <laughs> but I was like, no. But, I, you know, I took it on, on one hand as a compliment that like, yeah, absolutely. you know, I, they appreciate my aesthetic for design and decorating. Um, but that was something I had to say no to. Yeah. And because of that, you're probably like you have time for the things that are really important and that you do need to prioritize. So yeah. What about you? That's a great one. Yeah. So I think for me, an emotional boundary that I've been trying to work on, I don't think I've for sure like said it yet, but work in progress is accepting help. Um, It's taken me a while in my life to fully realize, but I think I can admit now that I am quite strong-willed and a bit of a precisionist. Um, So most of the time I don't like to accept help, but I've learned that it's not emotionally healthy for me to try and do everything myself and that when people offer to help me, I need to accept it but also to be okay with how they execute that Ooh, help. That is so hard. <laughs> I know. So realizing, okay, that might not be how I would have done it, um, but it's okay because it's taking something off my plate and um, therefore giving me extra time to do X, Y, or Z. But it's a really hard one for me. I guess I never realized how type A I was. And I think yes. for you and I, like we both are very similar. I think we're very similar in this regard. Yes. But my question is, do you off, do you find it easier than, or, or do you be like, well, it's just easier and quicker for me to do it myself? I mean, sometimes it is. And that's like the battle that I have often. I think sometimes it's, yeah, I would just rather do it myself so that then I know that it's done the way I like it and to mm-hmm. the caliber that I expect. Um, but other times I just need like to practice that, you know what, I have to let it go. It is what it is. Elsa, let it go. Yeah. It's, it's tough though, but really it's an emotional boundary that I do need to, I need to continue practicing. And I think for my whole family, we are not good at accepting help, but we're all trying to do it. Mm -hmm. I I get that one. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to physical boundaries. These are those ones dealing with our personal space, our comfort levels when it comes to physical touch, and then just general physical aspects of our lives. So if you think back to our wellness episode that Mm -hmm. we had, um, you know, before the start of the new year, um, you know, what are those aspects of physical wellness? Well, for me, I think a physical boundary that I have set that I've 
been really good at keeping to, I mean, honestly, kind of all of my adult life has been um, very specific boundaries around my sleep. Uh, sleep hugely impacts my overall well-being. When I don't get enough, I have a really hard time concentrating, staying positive, working out, eating well. It's really a slippery slope. So I've prioritized my sleep and I set really clear boundaries around, okay, if I'm going out with friends on a weeknight, then I have to be home before 10 p.m. at the very latest so I can get a full night's sleep. So if someone's like, hey, let's meet for a drink, but I can't meet till 8.30, I'm out for that one. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, If it's, you know... Friday or Saturday, sure, where I know that I can sleep in a little bit longer, but weeknights, school nights, as I like to call them. Yeah, there's there's just, it's not worth it for me. You are really good about getting your sleep. There's a lot of times where I'll text you later in the night. And And you know you're not going to get it. I don't get a reply. And you're like, I was already asleep. I'm like, it was 8.30. (laughs) Who goes to bed at 8.30? I wish I could. I wish I could. Sleep is something I also need to work on as well. But um, speaking of physical boundaries for me, uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm not a big physical touch guy. Which means I do not enjoy giving or receiving hugs. So Mm -hmm. I'll tell people as part of my physical boundaries that I am not a hugger when they undoubtedly come in for one. Yeah. And it sometimes is what's shocking to me is it doesn't stop people. They think I'm kidding. Right. Like, the like, amount oh, of no. times I've still seen people hug you even after you say, actually, I'm not a yeah. hugger. And like, let me tell you, your your body language reads I mean, maybe face. It screams on my face. It's like, get the away from me. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I know it's a small thing, but it is important. And I feel people have become more used to respecting uh, there's physical boundaries because oftentimes now people ask before they go in for a hug, are you okay with a hug? Which I really appreciate. But like I said, that still does not stop a lot of people. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people, some have, which is great yeah. to see. But I think, yeah, other people still need to remember physical boundaries. And I think kind of in our post-COVID world, like mm-hmm. some people aren't okay with handshakes anymore. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, even just think about like any close talkers in your life. Like it's uncomfortable to have someone right up in your so space. So like, yeah, I think all of us, um, you know, just as we would want people to respect our physical space we need to be mindful and maybe ask those questions before you just go in for the hug or go for the handshake or things like that mm-hmm. yeah completely um so in, intellectual boundaries are next so those often have to do with respecting thoughts opinions and beliefs so an example of an intellectual boundary that's hard for me to say i know intellectual intellectual boundary i have is i think you know really taking the time and the space to think about what someone is saying to me and telling me before I immediately respond. Mm. So keeping that open mind. Yeah, that's a good one. um, You know, so like, you know, there's some changes happening at work and, you know, there's this idea that's floating around. And so before I initially react and say my opinion, taking the second to breathe, to think about where they're coming from, what they're talking about, and how that will ultimately affect me and if it affects me at all Mm -hmm. before I respond. Yeah, I think that's a really smart one and can probably lead to less disagreement Mm -hmm. and um, less misunderstanding too. Yeah, and I think there, you know, sometimes that like, that gut reaction sure. is and the way that I express it sometimes is not, is not, um, productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Intellectual boundary for me. Um, 
this is tricky. And I think, yeah, it's a good exercise to even think about what some of your boundaries are, because if they're not coming right away, then maybe it's something that you need to like think about setting mm-hmm. a little bit more. But I think if I had to, to pinpoint one right now, it would maybe say like not feeling the need to explain myself or defend myself when, when I have an opinion or, you know, a thought that's kind of contrary to, someone else's or to the groups um but what's like an example of this well i guess to (laughs) to think of an easy one um that i know you and i often disagree on is like it's okay for me to express that i am not a fan of disney world without having to justify why and explain myself like well i still like disney movies and disney characters and all that just not the place itself no i don't to explain myself i can say that i'm just not a fan of disney world i'm shaking my head right now you can't see i wish you could see my facial expression reaction but i am just shaking my head right now. or like for instance for me like with like the sleep boundary that i just talked about right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if someone asked me to go out at nine o'clock on a weeknight i don't have to say like no because if i don't get enough sleep then blah 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 blah, blah. no i can just say no um, you know, I, that's not going to work for me. How about we do a weekend? I don't always have to explain myself. That's you know? a really hard one, though, because I feel like it, like in certain situations, it comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I kid about you're not liking Disney World, but <laughs> it is actually it's really fun to make Katie defend that one. She has a couple <laughs> strong beliefs here. Disney World. Disney World. Gwyneth Goop, Paltrow. Gwyneth oh, my gosh. <laughs> the list goes on and on. Um, but it's fun when she gets all riled up. But, you know, speaking of kind of your intellectual boundary with the sleep, I feel like that happens when when I go out sometimes. Like sometimes I get up earlier in the morning than a lot of my friends do. And if I have to teach like an 8 a.m. yoga class and we're out and they're like, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Like, yeah, have a drink. You, you can have a drink. Early? Oh, you know, yeah. and it's like, wait, I don't have to have a drink to have fun, first of all. I'm just mm-hmm. really enjoying the the company. But you always, or I always feel like I have to sort of justify with like why I'm not right. partaking in, you know, adult beverages. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like people should respect that boundary of like, you don't have to encourage that of people or if people say no i mean mm-hmm. like we tell our students all the time no means no and yeah. you don't have to ask why it's none of your business sometimes why and we shouldn't normalize making people justify or explain themselves yeah i agree i love that one um yeah well, let's move on so finally here the time related boundaries are those surrounding how you choose to spend your time so time is one of those things that we could all use more of so mm-hmm. prioritizing it is really important I know I've set boundaries around the amount of time that I actually spend with people and dealing with people. Mm. I'm going to give a big shout out to my therapist on this one. So, um, you know, going through therapy, there was an activity and I don't even know what brought it up. Like I, I think I went into a session being like, well, I don't really know what to talk about. And he started asking me questions and he pulled up this, this amazing chart and I still have it. And it was, you know, a small circle, then a larger circle, then a larger circle after that. Mm-hmm. And he had me fill it out with um, with amounts of time that I spend dealing with people or um, the amount of time people 
request of my time. Sure. So like sometimes friends are more needy than others, things like that. And then what happened was with the the circle, there was one that went over top of it, but you filled it out separately and mm-hmm. it was pe- with people's names. And then the end activity, I realized like, wow, this person, there was one particular person at work that was sucking so much of my time. Oh my gosh, was it me? No, it was not you. <laughs> but it was like unproductive, toxic time. Mm. And it was like, wait, why am I giving this person so much of my time? Yeah. But it was such an eye-opening experience. When you really think about how you're using your time and who's asking for your time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, then how that makes you feel when yes. that time is spent on them. And then there's more people like your family and and other friends who maybe you want to spend more time with because that what's that's what brings you joy and happiness. And sure. so it was really an eye-opening experience and I did actually shift a lot of my boundaries and the way that I was spending time post-exercise. Yeah. And I've recommended many other people do this exercise. I'm not a therapist, but I'm like, you should try it. It really worked for me. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you don't realize it until you like sit down and really consider it and write it out and all of those types of things. It was shocking to me. Shocking. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting time. I think for me, I think the example that I comes to mind right away is kind of the time that I've budgeted out to read each week. Um, I know it sounds silly, but I actually put it on my to-do list. Uh, I make a to-do list every single day. It can include things like that are work-related, chores at home, kind of those larger things that have been hanging over my head. But I have been adding reading, you know, for 30 minutes a day um, onto my to-do list at least three times a week. And I really adhere to that. And I build in the time to do that because otherwise it's just so easy for that to fall by the wayside when other things feel more important. But reading something I love to do and on weeks where I've been able to like stick to that boundary of like, okay, Mm -hmm. nope, I'm not going to talk on the phone right now. I'm not going to watch a show or cook. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read for these 30 minutes. Um, I found that I feel calmer. I feel more fulfilled. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it, maybe means that I had to bump something else on my to-do list, but Mm -hmm. it's really one of those things that brings me joy. And so I do need to set that, that time boundary around it Mm -hmm. and make it a priority. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we've discussed some of the main types of boundaries that we should set, let's discuss why they're important, how they'll help us lead a more fulfilling, calmer and happier life. Having boundaries and also respecting other people's boundaries are so important because they help us be more effective listeners, more empathetic. We see other people's points of view while respecting our own. Mm -hmm. I I think that's so important that we need to be listeners Mm -hmm. and make sure our boundaries are clear. Yes. I think like communication, if we don't tell people our boundaries, how are they going to respect them? They're not going to be able to read our minds. So I think exactly. that's crucial. Yep. Um, and also boundaries also help encourage us to practice self-respect, self-respect by standing our ground. Yeah. Just like you said, we need to, like we deserve respect. And mm-hmm. if we're not comfortable with something, 
then people need to know that and to respect that. So, you know, speaking up for yourself, advocating for yourself and those boundaries mm -hmm. is really important. And I think it's a great lesson for for students, for children to, to learn at an early age because I think so often, you know, like adults just offhandedly say things to kids like the amount of times that I've heard parents be like, oh, give her a, you know, give Miss V a hug. Mm -hmm. You know, some yes. kids aren't okay with that. Like you would not be okay with no, that. No, I'm not you know? okay with that. And if you've seen my reaction when a kid runs up to me, <laughs> yeah, you're like, like get away from me. <laughs> right. Or, you know, like, don't be shy. You know, even just mm -hmm. saying don't be shy to a child. Like, what's wrong with being shy? There is nothing yeah. wrong with being shy and some people aren't comfortable with that. So like having practice with advocating for yourself and being yeah. vocal about your boundaries is a really good skill to learn early. And sometimes, and but sometimes too. still people don't respect that. Just like with the hugs, I recently, um, a little tangent here, um, I have two little kids that always just want to hold my hand. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, they just want to hold my hand everywhere we walk. And I haven't been feeling very healthy the last couple of weeks. Um, well, actually, since October. Yeah. What I've been doing recently now is I just sneezed in my hand. You don't want to hold it. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, just making something that's easy for them to understand. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to hold his hand. He just sneezed. And it works. But, yeah. you know, those boundaries are hard. Yeah, definitely. I think setting boundaries can also avoid future conflicts and resentment by being really clear about our needs and also asking others about theirs. As you said, no one is a mind reader. We can't expect that of people right. and we can't expect that of ourselves, right? Like if someone is, um, you know, not communicating something to us, then if we make a faux pas, that's really not on us. If they feel strongly about something, then it's on them to tell us. And then right. it's on us to, to respect that and adhere to that. But mm -hmm. I think it can really avoid a lot of conflicts if we're upfront and, and honest about our boundaries, but respectfully honest about them. Right. It doesn't right. have to be combative. It's just like, Hey, this is something that I'm okay with, or, you know, I'm not comfortable talking about X, Y, and Z or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. I think a, like an offshoot from that is boundaries also dec de decrease stress and anxiety mm -hmm. because I think if you have that boundary in place, there's not that question of like, yes or no. Should I do this? Should I not do this? What's the expectation for me? Well, people already know your boundary. They're not going to expect things from you. I think that that, sort of happens a lot. Like I, I keep thinking about going out, you know, well, I have a yoga class in the morning. So my boundary is I need to be home by a certain time. Yep. So it's, you know, it decreases my stress because people know that and it's okay. Yeah. They don't give me slack. Like, why are you leaving? You should stay like, yep. have some fun. I am having fun, but you know what? I also know that I have to go home. Otherwise I won't be having fun tomorrow. Right. 100%. I agree with that. And kind of on that same note, I think it leads to more self-esteem because you are more comfortable when you've set those really clear boundaries and it makes you feel better about yourself, more confident. Yeah. Um, you know, especially I think in social settings, you go into those with mm -hmm. so much more confidence when you know that people are going to respect you and you kind of know what to expect in those social yeah. settings and those interpersonal relationships. I feel like it really circles back to episode six with wellness because, yeah. you know, setting boundaries in many facets of your life, whether financially, interpersonal relationships, intellectually, mm -hmm. it really is you taking another step here to prioritize your wellness. Absolutely. And that 
kind of all encompassing lifestyle change or focus that wellness is. So setting boundaries totally helps with that. Um, and I think today we'll just wrap up by saying that setting boundaries is not just for adults. We touched on this just a moment ago, but it's really, really important to remember that, um, boundary setting is an important skill for everybody. And the earlier we start practicing it, the easier it's going to be. So parents and teachers, I would highly encourage you to have discussions about boundaries with your children and lead by example, set those healthy boundaries in your home and with each other. And hopefully our kids and our students will learn to do the same. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I also recommend having those conversations with friends, partners, um, spouses, for sure. This will you know, all surely lead to more joy, health, growth, and fulfillment for all of us in the new year and hopefully beyond. So here's a cheers to 2024. Woo, chin chin. Happy boundaries. Yep. Let's have a great year. <laughs>